Heavy Metal Culture Clash with Geoff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors and Thomas Metal Moser from Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition and episode of the Heavy Metal Culture Clash with Jeff Thorpe of Vicious Rumors, the greatest metal band on earth. Now Still we're alive. Yeah. I like those five euros you gave me for that. And uh, Thomas Metal Moser here on the other side of the microphone. We're rolling. We The summer comes up for you. A big tour is going to come up. I don't know if we can talk about this already. Absolutely. But, you know, what's Metallica doing right now if Wishes Rumors are out there and celebrating 30 years of digital dictator. Oh, man. It's crazy. You got to play the record in full. We're going to do the record from start to finish, plus a bunch of great songs. Highway yeah. to Hell and Smoke on the Water. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and <laughs> over. No. I'll tell you what, man. It's incredible just that the fact that we're on the 30-year reunion of Digital Dictator. And, when, and thanks for bringing it up because every time I say that, I get three more gray hairs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's something that we're super proud of. And uh, we're looking to expose this great record to a whole new generation. And so, yeah, you know. Let the metal flow. Yeah, so people in the United States of America, all 33 of you guys who listen to this show, <laughs> come and see Jeff live, t live. Tell him to, you know, tell him how much you like the heavy metal culture clash. Tell him how much you love this German dude who's talking to you in really, really bad English. I, I got a text from San Diego the other day, man, saying how much they like the show, man. <laughs> They're asking me, who's that crazy Your German party. guy? <laughs> Your part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you guys are still rolling. One band called it quits now and goes on their final tour, presumably the final tour. And obviously it's Slayer. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it came to me as a surprise, to be honest, when they announced that they're going to go in the final world and then they're going to go and, you know, shove it. How, how did you react to that when you, when you heard the first time? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised too, because to me, Slayer seemed like the type of band that could have just... I see something like in life stopping them rather than them just saying, okay, we're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just kind of felt like they were a bit indestructible. I thought I it's going to be like Motorhead, you know, forever and ever until somebody drops dead. I mean, somebody dropped dead, unfortunately, in Slayer, but, you know, they, they just kept on going. And uh, I don't know. I think it, it's got a lot to do with Tom's health. That's, that's a major part. Uh, when you've been around this many years, you have to face those you know, life has a funny way of getting in the way. Yeah. And um, maybe they just feel like, you know, they can't lay it down like they used to or whatever. I mean, I think as far as the fans go, mm. I think they have endless support. Yeah. You know, I think if they decided to keep going or maybe turn it into like a 15-year farewell thing like the Scorpions, you know. Yeah, I don't, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A slayer is slayer. And I think I, I wouldn't... I, I, you know, let's put it the other way. I would be surprised if Kerry King is one of those guys who goes like, yeah, well, this farewell tour was quite well. We got to keep on, you know, going a little bit because it just, we you know, it's so good and blah. I don't think he's the kind of guy who does it. I think he stands by his word. I agree. I agree. Uh, he comes across very serious. Yeah, that's true. He goes like, no bullshit. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, I've always admired them for what they do and... When they got a couple of Bay Area guys in the band, I felt even I was even more proud and uh, supportive of Slayer just with them having Gary Holt and Paul Ballstaff in the band. Yeah, uh, you know Bay Area guys, 
and doing a great job in that band. It's just, you know, it's, man, let's just face it, man. Rock and roll is like 80 and heavy metal is like 666. I don't know. Um, it's, you got to stay in shape. You got to stay healthy. And you got, if you're going to keep it going on this kind of longevity, this kind of long track record, but, uh, Slayer, man, saying goodbye. That's, you know, that's almost like, you know, being a kid and finding out Mighty Mouse is a transsexual or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, well, there's something to think about. It. I don't know. Uh, well, well, maybe that came out wrong. Uh, I, I give them the credit. They can stop whenever they want. You know, they, you know, uh, who are we to decide uh, upon the destiny of Slayer? Uh, the only thing that bugs me and uh, it's, that they announce an American tour and they have four bands with them or three or four. You know, it's like Lamb of God, Antrex. I don't know. Who's, I think Testament's on there. Yeah, Testament's on there too. Whatever, yeah. whoever, you know. Yeah. When it's a final tour, mm-hmm. God damn it, I want to see Slayer for two hours. Oh, right. I, I don't want to see Testament, you know, mind them. They're a great band, whatever. I want to see fucking Slayer. Yeah, I hear Killing you. it two hours a night. And I'm afraid, I think it's not going to happen that way. It might be just too tall of an order right now, physically. And I'm sure, you know, and I got to, I admire Tom for keeping it going. I mean, because he really had some serious health issues. That's true. That would have stopped a lot of people. So I got a lot of respect for him for, you know, keeping the level of intensity. And, you know, he had a very, they've been, you know, touring extensively. So, um, yeah, man, I know what you mean. You know, I recently saw Machine Head, yeah, and they played over three hours at the Fox Theater in Oakland. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I was blown away on, on what a high level that they kept. The show was maintained. I mean, it's not like they did, they came out for an hour and a half and totally kicked ass yeah. and then, then, like, kicked back for an hour and yeah. a half. Yeah. They came out full throttle the whole time and uh, just did a fantastic the show. The audience must have been wasted after that completely deranged yeah i mean so you know you know there's machine head and they have a back catalog and then there's wishes rumors who's got a totally different set of back catalog mm-hmm. you know there's only that's a, there's not only three hours in your show there's probably four or five hours in your show we go like you know you can do that we do a three-day event <laughs> where you come you check in we take your blood and at the end of the three days we give it back to you it's full of vicious rumors <laughs> but uh how how much do you have to be in shape in order to go on a tour like that you you really it's important man i mean uh when we came up with the idea of this digital dictator tour we thought it was you know we thought hey the fans are going to dig this it's going to be cool you know we thought maybe you know 20 shows in the states maybe 15 shows in europe it's already over 45 shows just in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, that's great. Um, it's it's turning into like 70-plus shows with growing and growing. So like, I got 73-day shows. This must be – oh, the year is almost over. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's – I mean, and – it's we're not the type of band that does a lot of off days either. So yeah. we're constantly working. And for uh, for Larry and I, the uh, elder statesman of the band, it's super important to be in shape. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to half ass not you know not one show. We want to give them everything we got every night. And uh, so yeah, I mean I'm already in preparation, man. I'm out walking around the lakes in Nerdane and you know traveling around. And, uh, Erding is, is in Upper Bavaria, in uh, around Munich, Germany. 
all uh, the worldwide listeners out there. Yeah, Jeff is preparing right in my neighborhood. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm scaring the children in the Munich, Bavaria area. <laughs> I'm out there, uh, but... Uh, you know, uh, we got a lot of work to do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because I still have friends that just think all we do is party. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's, we're, you know, actually, that's what I think too, because you <laughs> know, when, you I, when, think. I, yeah, when I go to a festival, <laughs> I go get wasted for three days and then I stay home for three days because I'm going to be head sick. <laughs> and that would be my world tour. 2000. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. whatever. You know, that, that's my, my, my concept of going on tour. It's like going out there, party, oh. fall down, not getting up anymore, and then be done. And the crazy thing is, yes, that is what we do. <laughs> but um, there's, there's so much more. The, the long days, the traveling, the, it's, it's a very hard situation. But yeah. you know what? If you, you work together, you, you stay on top of it, you take care of yourself, and uh, – you know, after 40 years, you get used to it. <laughs> after 40 years, yeah, I'd be dead. What's your favorite Slayer record? Oh, man. I, know it's oh. I mean, I mean, Rain in Blood is always somewhere up there. It, yeah. It's always somewhere up there. Yeah. And even the very first one, it was so yeah. thrashy and just so yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm partial to my guys from the Bay Area, so... <laughs> You know, kind of, you know, there's stuff on the new ones that I like a lot too. Yes. I think the last couple of records that they did, you know, obviously you have a hard time, you know, getting eye to eye with those classic records, but uh, I think they weren't bad. I liked, uh, Repentless was, they had some great songs. You're totally mm. right. I liked uh, the one before, what was it called? I forgot the name, man. World Painted Blood. I loved this one. Oh, uh, I thought it had some really good tunes on there. Yeah. There's no doubt. I and mean, the rest, uh, I can't remember, Christ Illusion, you know, and then, then you know, it fades away a little. So. Slayer for me was always more of a live experience. I was, I, honestly, I wasn't yeah. a big, big listening to them on the albums and stuff because I just felt a different kind of power from them live. Yeah. But the Christmas album they did with Olivia Newton-John <laughs> is incredibly underrated. Hang on. I haven't heard that. <laughs> what do you think about... Slayer, you being a being a major guitar legend, what do you think about Kerry King and, and, and Jeff Hanneman still as guitarists? I mean, when you listen to their solos, you go like, what the hell was that? You know, you always do, you know, because, yeah. but it's Slayer, you know, it became just a, a, a statement. But then again, I would say like, you know, those solos could have been done way better than what this, what Kerry King did, you know. Yeah, that's a topic for discussion. And, and I just have to say that their success somehow proves them right. Yeah. Well, um, they came up with that. Their solos are so full of mayhem. You know <laughs> what I mean? And then there's something that's, I don't know. I choose to just take the power out of it more than just to like analyze their melodic structure or something. Could, could you just play a typical Slayer solo, a Kerry King solo, just on top of your head? What I would do is I would take the electric guitar and throw it down a staircase <laughs> And then pretty much the sound it makes is going to be pretty close. <laughs> I got to get up. This is too funny. I, I mean, can't, I can't see it anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that bad to say? I don't know. <laughs> no, totally is that wrong? Funny. Because I would do the same when I play, when I play drums for Venom. Okay. <laughs> but it's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, it's, yeah, it's funny. Well, I got a lot of respect for the guys and you know, Jeff Hanneman. I, I, I think it's great that they pay tribute to him still. And he was, you gotta, you have to, because yeah, I mean, he was such a big part of it. So, I mean, he wrote angel of death and he wrote South of heaven. He wrote all those riffs. 
I mean, you know, yeah. that that was him. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, so, uh, you know, you got to do that. It. I ne- I never talked to Jeff. I met him once on a tour bus, and he was, you know, I had an interview with Dave Lombardi while I was still in the band, and uh, Jeff was the only one like totally ignoring me. He was like sitting there with his Monster Track magazine and some some American girlfriend that he had, and uh, it was just weird. But I thought like this. I don't think I didn't even think I couldn't even say that he was arrogant, you know, because he didn't say anything. Oh, okay. but I was like, but I was like, it just suits him, you know. He's Jeff Hanneman. Yeah. He's, he's Slayer. What the hell would I care if I was in Slayer? I'd go like, shut the fuck up! I'm in Slayer. They, <laughs> you're not. They put the flying V and heavy. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're just. You know, I, I always wonder what it would be like to just go to like a barbecue with like the guys in Machine Head and the guys of Slayer. They're just everybody's sitting around with a stern look on their face. <laughs> Pass me the mustard. All right. <laughs> Can I have one of those burgers? They're not done yet. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Do they have fun? You know, I think they do. I think they do. Somehow, I I I, I try to imagine them having fun. <laughs> I, I I've seen I've seen Tamara laughing. I okay, mean, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never seen Carrie King laughing though. And you never will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was funny, but I was 15 I think when uh okay. I bought Raining Blood when it came out and when I put it on the stereo, thrash metal was already there and speed metal was there and everything was there but it really took it to the next level back then, didn't it? Oh, it did. Raining Blood? Oh, absolutely. I and mean, it, uh yeah. They came out of the gate with something that people just like, it was just infectious for people around the world. Yeah, I that, think, and, and I think, you know, it's the first time you heard such a brilliant production. I go like, this sound is so clear. It's so in your face, but it's not punky or funky or whatever. And it's not numb. It's just crystal clear dynamics. Very, yeah, very precise. Oh, totally, very precise. Totally. And you had no time to breathe. <laughs> you know the, the first side A, until until what was it? All, it's Altar of Sacrifice, not the last song on our, uh, When the the first side was over and the needle went up, you go like, <gasps> yeah, <sighs> right. Because <laughs> yeah, there was no time in between to do that. I I always wondered like when I saw them live too, like yeah. like how you know Tom <laughs> yeah. Tom Araya yeah. playing those bass parts and singing like that, and he just makes it look like it's just a walk in the park. But I mean. I mean, it's a you know he's he's incredible at making that look easy. Yeah, I, I went just... I went to the Raining Blood tour. It was '86 here in Munich, and uh, you know we were all like it was back then the, the metal community was still small. Yeah, you know, and they played in front of two thousand people, but uh, we were also excited. It's like you know we're gonna have I don't know two bands, three bands, just crazy thrash metal mayhem and Slayer on top. It's gonna be orgasmic. And then they brought Malice with them. Mal, sure, man. Mixing. Man, that was the poorest band on earth back then because they, you know, once as soon as the lights go out and all the people were there, oh. you know, it was the support band came out. All the people were already there, and all the people just, said, you know, yelled one name. And uh, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Yeah. And so you know, yeah, they had no chance. I mean, it yeah. was so sad, and. Uh, it did them all wrong, but it was just a, the wrong band at the wrong time. And then Slayer came out and, you know, just killed it. We we just lost recently Mick Zane from Malice. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, great guy, great guitar player. Man, you know everybody, so uh, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, life life goes on, man. But uh, yeah, RIP to, 
Mick Zane, Man. Malice. No shit. I remember seeing them open for Priest in America, mm-hmm. and uh, I got there like a few minutes late, and I walked into the venue. And How can you be late for a sleep? I know. I you know. Just in general, I I you know I could lose my rock license for this, admitting <laughs> this. But um, I I walked in and uh, you know and it was just red lights and uh, right when I walked in it was just red lights and fire and then and it was just kill 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 and like everybody's hands in the air and just like and it was just like whoa like I. I was like, God, these guys are just murdering everything in their path, you know, in the, in the support slot for Judas Priest back then. And uh, it was fantastic, man. Look, I got to go break. I got to take, I have those Texas lyrics printed out. I have it in my office. Okay. I'm go and get them. Quick. Okay. And now I'd like to fill up some of this dead air with a little German Schlager, VR style. Well, in the vast and the Bavaria, we will have the white sausage. We will drink beer in Bavaria, and we'll have the white sausage too. Ja, jawohl, jawohl. Wie geht's, mein Freund? Wie geht's, mein Freund? Jawohl, jawohl. Wie geht's, mein Freund? Ja, ja. <laughs> This is what happens when you mix German beer, 40 years of heavy metal, and Thomas Metal Moser. Dankeschön, Dankeschön, Dankeschön. So, ah, welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> Was that rolling the whole time? Yeah. Oh, God. I just keep it rolling. I just sang a Schlager song. I, th- <laughs> I, I thought it was off. Oh, good. I've got I've to listen to it oh, tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> God. Thomas, we got to talk, okay? I was just fucking around. Oh. As long as the lights are on, you know. It, no, it I should. Matter. I should know that the red light is right in front of my face. Oh man! All right. Well, like so look, said, you know, you know. Besides Slayer, I thought generally <clears throat> we should talk about lyrics in general. I mm. mean, Slayer. When Angel of Death came out and Rain in Blood came out, and Angel of Death was the opening song, and it's saying about Mengele, this guy, this doctor from Auschwitz, this you know, this guy who 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 like tortured all the people and made experiments with them on humans. There was a very big controversial discussion here in Germany. I bet you know because people go like, "Well, it's a Nazi band. How can they do this? How can they glorify that?" And so, but it's Slayer, it's Slayer. So they didn't really glorify that. They just they just sang about it. Right. Right. But you know it was the '80s, and it's it was a very sensible and sensitive subject, and uh, and uh, you know it was a big discussion about whether Slayer is like right wing or not, and, mm-hmm. and 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 they really got pissed off by being always asked by German journalists, you know, are you Nazis? Why do you do this? Blah blah blah. And so uh, uh, I think there was a they didn't talk to the press a lot after that, but then they thought about lyrics in general, like heavy metal song lyrics. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, obviously you can you can talk for hours about who does the most, you know, intelligent lyrics, uh, besides you, obviously. Oh, oh <sighs> boy. Man. I'm and, in big uh, trouble now. Yeah, yeah well. And uh, I thought about, you know, who did the dumbest lyrics? <laughs> Weird Al, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> no, we're talking about metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it, right, yeah. yeah. Pop music is a different, different thing, but... Uh, and I, and, I, and, I, and I looked through some of the stuff okay. from way back then. Oh, this like, is going to be good. I don't know if you if you're gonna if you're gonna recognize the song. It, it's kind of hard when you just read the lyrics, I guess, if you're not the elder. But listen to this: "It's time to die. Death stands behind the door. Satan sends his warriors. Demons break out of hell. 
Shrill Cries, Angel Dies. Shrill Cries, Outbreak of Evil. <laughs> I mean, what does death standing behind the door? Oh, man. I, you know, it's philosophical, but I cannot uh, really tell. What, why is he not in front? Why is he not knocking on the door? He goes, like, can I come in? That, you know, he playing hide and seek. I heard that the lyrics for that were actually written while he was in the dentist office <laughs> waiting to get a tooth filled. And so it, it the is, behind the door metaphor was, uh, it's, no. it's crazy. This is just, you know, I mean, obviously it's, a, it's Sodom with, uh, from Outbreak of Evil. Um, and it's not it's label not, mates <laughs> exactly yeah, label yeah. mates and it's not i don't want to say it's these are the dumbest lyrics ever written i'm sure heavy metal gets worse it gets worse i think you can <laughs> you, you can name a thousand no-name bands where they have dumber dumber lyrics but it's just it's just so funny <laughs> when you, you know it's it's 1984 yeah and this is just three german metalheads who are like we want to be evil i think it's badass myself i still think it's badass <laughs> but i listen, mean listen to this it's like people will destroy souls like hell where demons make a toy <laughs> i mean what does it mean <laughs> what what t tell me you're, you're the native speaker what does it mean oh man where demons make a toy That's that's actually um, a metaphor for <laughs> sexual. Uh, no, I'm sorry, man. I you know, <laughs> it, it's 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 really you, crazy. You, you got to remember, like in eighty in those early eighties when these metal bands came out, it was just like it was like in a way like what happened in the fifties when rock and roll first came out and was just rebellious in the form of like they didn't want to see Elvis Presley like shaking his hips. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Then in the eighties, it was like the satanic thing sort of like took over. And then that was like, you know, oh, let's ruffle as many feathers as we can. Like I, I personally do not see the guys in Sodom sitting around with like a goat head <laughs> uh in a blood covered pentagram. <laughs> Uh, you know, and Thanksgiving, no. you know, spending holidays with the children in the blood-filled pentagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> These guys are cool dudes. They're lots of fun. They want they're they're into then, heavy metal. Yeah, back then you want to you wanted to be rebellious. Yeah, I mean, just for all, and you wanted to shock and tell people like we're dangerous. Exactly. We're 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 powerful. We're different. Yeah, different. Difference is, uh, I think, a big thing. We're not afraid. Yeah. No. 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 Listen to this. Listen to this. Okay. Another example where I go like, hmm. they came from miles around to share this hallowed ground. <laughs> <laughs> Same time next year, we'll do it again. <laughs> that, I mean, what the hell is that supposed to be? That is absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't even think that's where do you find some trash like I that? I don't know. It's really, you know, I took, you know, I picked up a rock and I found it underneath and I was like, where does where do lyrics like that, you know, originate from? That, that sounds like something thinks no of idea. on their deathbed right before they take the razor to the neck. Let I mean, the garden burn. I mean, have you heard a, a song title like that? <laughs> let the garden burn. I mean, let I don't know. Would something else burn? But let hell burn. <laughs> but not a garden, for God's sake. Well, you know, and uh, how did you come up with that, man? <laughs> I'll tell you. Let the garden burn was born from the German festival, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it has a catchphrase from a particular festival. All right, but uh, it really just represents the great times 
of the people that enjoy these metal festivals in Germany. And like they're it's just uh, you know, I, I'm constantly telling my friends, man, you've got to come over for one for at least a week or two and check out these festivals in Europe. But yeah, let the garden burn is all about getting together <laughs> for three days. Because when you when you read through, you go like and letting it go. Hey, 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 let me hear you all together now. Come on. <laughs> Pure poetry. Hey. <laughs> When you think of like John Lennon, Socrates, um, <laughs> Jeff Thorpe, <laughs> level. no, no, uh, but, but you know what, man, that's funny because, uh, yeah, I, I cannot, I really have no room to criticize anybody's lyrics. I got, there's no, there's no, I'll be the first to say that. Okay. I have no room to criticize. But anyone. it's funny. It's funny. Uh, because back then in the eighties, there seemed to be all this army, Soldiers, you had the soldiers of the night. Oh yeah, and Cold listen, War. Yeah, it was Cold War. Oh, well, well, listen to this. Listen to this. Hear the pounding army of the night. The call of metal summons us tonight, and gather we on this side. You recognize the song? No, I don't. Is that oh. against the world we stand? Hands high forever we'll be there. Gloves of metal rule tonight. Yeah. The Kelly family? <laughs> Almost. Okay. Same outfit. Man of War. Man of War. Okay. <laughs> Gloves of metal. What is, you know, the call of metal summons us tonight. I mean, who did metal call? Did they, <laughs> did he call out, did he write invitations to go like, come and see me tonight? What? what how, I, I, you know, it's, it's the army. It's always the army. The heavy is. metal army. Gloves of metal. I never had a metal glove. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was gay. To have the metal gloves yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know, man. It's funny. It's like there's a cheesiness to metal that is also the most legitimate thing about it. Mm -hmm. It's just a funny, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's like when we hit the stage together, unite <laughs> with our leather pants, skin tight. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Well, write uh, that down. It's going to be one of the next songs. You know what I mean? I think I already did. Um <laughs> But I think we already recorded that. But uh, when I think about just the whole, like everything about it, we did this gig in LA just a few months ago mm -hmm. and everybody showed up and it was like the girls were in these little mini skirts and uh, nice. all the guys were wearing these like tight striped pants with white tennis shoes. And oh, I was just man, like, that's great. Uh, dude, I was like, what? This is a lost <laughs> world that I've been looking for. <laughs> For 30 years. I mean, like, wh why did I always wanted to stay there? I, I didn't want to leave. I don't want this future. You know, I, you know, I, I, I DJ a hair metal party once in a while and I'm, I'm desperately looking for those striped pants, like black and white. I couldn't find, I cannot find them. Yeah. It's kind of really hard to get them. Like, it can be Come yellow, on over black, tomorrow night, man. And white, black. Come well, on over and visit me tomorrow, man. I got some. Oh, we got dress night? Yeah, cool. well, yeah, come nice. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, ridiculously funny yeah and so so just cool to wear this stuff again i mean it's just nice yeah uh, i mean i have to say that like when we did that gig i was just really surprised you know what i mean i just i wasn't expecting like the whole it was like this scene yeah that sh the, of people that showed up for the show and um and i just and man i just had a smile on my face i just felt great i was just like man we are these people really celebrating heavy metal i always thought of vicious rumors Back then, when you started, you were you you know you were being sold to us as a as a speed metal band, an American now a power metal band, right? A power metal. Uh, We got that title. Yeah, every every 
power metal, the, the term power metal, its definition changed a little bit because uh, nowadays bands such as Blind Guardian or Halloween, who used to be, which used to be a speed metal band mm -hmm. per se back then, way back then, they are now a power metal band. And for me, all the U.S. bands were power metal bands. Okay. So, so you and Armored Saint, Omen, Armored Saint. Yeah, Omen, okay. Armored Saint was a little bit, you know, more towards hard rock. Okay. And, and metal. So you know, not not that fast. That's okay. But but okay. but but still, you know, like mm. Hawaii or whatever. I think that those guys, you know. Uh, anyway, but then, how did you back then when you started Wishes Rumors? Right. How did you not get on the thrash metal train and go like, well, that's as cool. This is, this is the thing to do. Was there never the thought for you to do like, oh, God, Wishes Rooms could be a thrash metal because you were never thrash metal. Guy. No, you know, not really. We no. had, we had some no. speed and some thrash elements in, yes. our, in our music, yes. but, um, you were still melodic. Yeah, exactly. And, and that basically just comes from being yourself. That's just who we were and, mm. and who we are. Uh, we kind of came from, Uh, a bit more of an old school feel where there was something really, you know, like, like I think I've said this with you, we've talked about this before where at that time in the Bay area, it was yeah. like this explosion of, of music. And yeah. we didn't really realize at the time that the whole world was going to look there yeah. to it. Yeah. We just thought it was a local scene. So for us, we just saw a lot of bands that were very similar too. like, to me, like I, I really couldn't tell the difference between Exodus, Death Angel and yeah. Well, me being whoever, a, whoever else was there I at know, the time, me, me being a thrash uh, metal fan, I, I just sucked everything up. You know, they, like this. they were all, all those bands were very click like very together. Okay. okay. And then we just had a little bit more of a song, a broader spectrum. Yeah. And we liked that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in hindsight, uh, when you look at the popularity of thrash, it might have been a good decision to, uh -huh. to, to go more thrash. <laughs> But um, I, I didn't survive the 40 years in the music industry by being something that I'm not. Yeah, sure and is. so I, you know, we're, we've been true to ourselves, and um, and this is the price we've paid for it. <laughs> But <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's it's just been great, man. I mean, you know, like the, coming up now in. Uh, This we start the tour August 31st through October 20th in America, yeah. and then it looks like we're starting in Europe on November 1st on into December. So, so you get eight days off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> straight to the. Actually, it's only two because the first six are spent in the hospital, <laughs> and then uh, from we go directly to the airport from there. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, it's going to be a blast, man. And um, you know, we still we're also working on a new albums, yeah. so. We love to retain the elements of thrash, elements of power. People, people gave us the title yeah. of power metal. I, I don't mind it. I'd rather be called that than late for dinner. So um, <laughs> I just, uh, uh, it's, it's just been an honor for me to just to be part of this music business and, 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 and just doing these podcasts with you as a super highlight and uh, hearing, you know, getting your take on things and yeah, the, the mix of what we do together is just, it's just, uh, and all the free beer and the free beer. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Thank that you. Keeps us going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I thought about that because when I, when I started listening to, to hard music, I was always fascinated by 
the faster songs. You know, okay. even even back then when, when thrash metal wasn't even there as speed metal, you listen to Kiss or Maiden and Motorhead, and you go like, oh, man, it's so intense, and yeah, the faster, the better, and the, 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 you know, it wasn't faster, it's not heavier, but still, you know, you go like, the wilder, the better. And then you hear something like, you know, Metallica and Slayer, and you go like, oh, man, I found my new home. Yeah. No. And, and, and that's going to be it. And uh, it still is over the years. Uh, when I got thrash metal in my head, and then I listened to Possessed or Death for the first time. Okay. I thought, oh, man, this is even heavier than thrash metal. But it wasn't my thing. Right. I, I, I like it, but I don't love it like I love, I don't know. Slayer, okay, or, or Voivod, or whatever. It's it's funny. I don't know. What's your take on death metal? Uh, you know, because there's there's so many different forms now. You know, you got you know in the nineties, it got reinvented For, by by In Flames and all the Swedish bands and everything. So you know, it's yeah, a different take. I think that's more like death metal for housewives. I'd say. <laughs> um, Hello, but, In Flames. <laughs> how are you doing? But uh, no, I you know I'm. Tons of respect for those guys, and they're fuck. I just saw them uh, with Five Finger Death Punch recently here in yeah, Munich, and yeah. it was a phenomenal concert. Yeah, that's true. But, but um, you know, to me, the death metal stuff is, um, and and all all like the the thrash and the death metal, those kind of uh, that's a live. It's a live thing for me. Yeah, like I love the band Behemoth when I see them live. They're yeah. just they creep me out. I mean, they're just. I get, you know, I feel like I need a shower afterwards or something. I don't know. Um, they're, they give me a creeps, uh, same with Wutain, uh, some bands we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Really, uh, to me, it's more of a live thing. And I know there's a lot of people who love to listen to those records too. I think when a band can deliver their music and deliver this sort of like, it, you know, you just don't get the feeling that they're kidding at all. <laughs> You no, know what I mean? No. They're very, they're very persuasive in their delivery, and uh, so, you know, I dig it, man. I mean, I, I like all kinds of music. I mean, for me, like a, the listening experience, sometimes I prefer hooks and some melodies that that really stick with me and things like that. Yeah, you pussy. You know exactly, but you know you are what you eat, Thomas. You are what you eat. That's true. And uh, <laughs> take that away from you. No, 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 no. But. Uh, Oh man, you know I'm old school, but I love it all, man. <laughs> what do we have to you still have to talk about? You know, when, one of the things I was going to just mention, yeah. like you know, like when you're on these long tours and you do have to sort of maintain you know, a certain level of balance, yeah. let's say, just to survive it all. Yeah. Part of that is you know not taking it so seriously. Try to enjoy you know what you can, make yeah. the best of it. We had a guy that was on tour with us, and a very great, great man, Glenn Canis. Cuddy is his nickname. All right. And if you're listening, brother, you can hug me or punch me later. Um, <laughs> he, he was with our crew and um, worked with the band for years. Great guy. Lots of years of service to us, and uh, we're still good, very good friends. Uh, but we had a, a, a funny situation one time where we were on tour and Carl Albert, the late great singer for Vicious Rumors, who was an absolute comedian. We're all on an airplane and we're getting ready to start this tour. And Carl comes up and goes, you know, guys, I think we should take on Greek names for the tour. <laughs> you know, and, I, and, and exactly. I'm, I'm laughing right <laughs> off the bat. I'm like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be rich. This is going to be rich, man. So he's all. You, and he points to me, you will be Flavius. 
You know? That's not even Greek. Yeah, I, 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 it's probably it isn't. He's like, he's like, I will be Octavius. And then he points to Glenn and he goes, and you will be fellatio. <laughs> well, Glenn had no, had never heard that term before. So he thought it was the greatest thing ever. And he, and he was just like, and his chest got really big and he is really loud on the airplane. Fellatio. And we were dying, right? And, then, and, and, and people around him like kind of start laughing a little bit. And, it, and so we realized at that moment that we had a solid gold, a solid gold gag that's going to last as long as possible, hopefully. So for the, the remaining few... There, there wasn't a time before smartphones, right? Before you could look up terms and use. Exactly. You know, okay, good, oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is a land before smartphones. And um, I'll tell you, man, it was like whenever we were around a group of people, like whenever we're like at a lobby, a hotel lobby, Hang on, I peed just, my just, just very quietly, Carl would go Octavius, and I would look at him, you know, Flavius, and then Glenn very loud, Fallacio, and I mean, it, it was just the laughter. I mean, the side pains were seriously. I was like, oh, and and so we're on we're on tour with Sabotage. All right, and, nice, and it was an awesome tour, and um. We were label mates on Atlantic Records at the time. Glenn like went out. He went out with the guys in Sabotage one night, eh. and this is about this is after we've been saying this for three weeks, man. <laughs> at like every crowded pl- place and public place we could think of. So he's out with them, and he's telling me, "Oh, they're drinking and partying with the Sabotage guys." Yeah, yeah, it's funny. We got this little gag. We took on these Greek names. You know, I'm Fellatio, and they're, they're like, "Dude, <laughs> dude." And they goes like, I need more drinks. They, they, they let the cat out of the bag, right? Okay, so, yeah. And so we're back at the hotel. And I'm I'm laying in, in, in the in bed and and I just hear fucking someone running down the thing. <laughs> Carl! Jeff! And he was just and then I just hear him run in the room and just tackle Carl. And, and like I just pretended to be asleep. I just pretended to be asleep in the back room. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. He's, Glenn, was an, Glenn was an animal. He's a big, strong dude. But the funny thing is, he's such a fucking good guy that, uh, you know, we, we laugh about it now. Every now and then, we, I'll still, we'll still bring it over. So, fellatio, you know, it's just, but little, little tour gags like that can keep you. It's amazing how just something like that can just keep you going a few extra weeks on the road. Oh, man. I- we got we got to stop right there because I can't <laughs> talk anymore. I really, I really can't. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, no, you Thomas. Can't, you cannot, you cannot make you this stuff cannot up. Cannot make this shit up. It's true, man. We gotta talk. We we gotta continue next time. I'm done. <laughs> I got. I'm I'm crying. I'm laughing so much. I'm crying. Oh, it's crazy, you know, folks out there. You only get stuff like this on the heavy metal culture clash. So oh, yeah, tu- tune in next time when Jeff goes like, you know, and have you heard about the story about Kunalingus? Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal culture clash. Subscribe to our channel for more heavy rock and metal podcasts.